Hi, everyone. Part two with Nixie of Hello. our free therapy after hour session, Shell's free therapy. Welcome back to What, what the, the Flock. So glad that you're here. So glad to be with my bestie. Yes. My bestie, Nixie. So let's start with our quote of the day. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay. You're not a victim for sharing your story. You are a survivor setting the world on fire with your truth. And you never know who needs your light, your warmth and raging courage. And that's a quote by Alex L. And I, I picked that. that one just for you. I love I'll it. I'll give you a copy of yes, this. Yes, I love it. Definitely, definitely. So welcome back. We're, we're continuing on. We were having such a great discussion about the structure and the leadership of the ICOC and the offshoot of the ICC and kind of um, just sharing the framework of how they built that momentum, Mm -hmm. how they kept this very uh, powerful machine going in the ICOC. And um, so we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit more, but um, first, Nixie, you need to give me some wine. Oh, got to give her a little bit of Freak Show. (laughs) (laughs) Our wine titled Freak Show. Oh, that's bloody. That's bloody. There you go. I'm trying not to drink as much as I did in our last after hours because as we shared, I got a little (laughs) crazy. I was sharing kind of some gory details at the end, as I call wine my truth serum. So I had a little bit too much too much truth serum last time. I don't know if there's such thing as yeah, too much for, truth. For me, there is. For me, there is. <laughs> it's scary truth. Right. So with the structure and the leadership of the ICOC, we were trying to express really um, how oppressive it was, but also how it was really effective at building these invisible prison bars. Mm-hmm. That's right. A, not, yeah. This yeah. Is the analogy. It's yeah. invisible prison bars, not only around our lives, but around our minds. So even when we weren't, you know, with the group every single second, which it felt like we were. Well, we, you probably were. I was well. with them at least once a day. But even in my private time, even when I'm in the shower, even when I'm at the grocery store, they were there. It was like, I got to share my faith with this person. Why don't I want to share my faith with this person? I must be so selfish. It was just, I felt incarcerated. So I couldn't live without feeling bad about something. Guilty. Guilty, bad. I would wake up in the morning like this, (gasps) like going through my day, what I had to do, what I felt bad, what I did wrong the day before. Am I in sin? Why do I think this way? Like it it was a, a, a horrific way to try to live. I know. I was like, why did I stop being a Catholic? That was way better. Like healthier <laughs> guilt. Healthier <laughs> guilt. <laughs> Nobody was on my grill about, you know, being at church and stuff. I thought I felt guilty then, but I mean, there's nothing. Let's pick the healthiest guilt. Because <laughs> there's guilt in religion. You can yeah. just pick one that's less guilty. Yeah. Right? Oh, I just picked this heavy, you know, guilt-ridden right. faith. Why did I do that to myself? But think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Why do we feel the need to have to pick a religion? Right. I know some people don't feel that way, but the majority of people do. It's like, well, well yeah. what religion are you? Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to say none. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I say now. Right. You know, and I used to I used to feel like 
And it's so embarrassing that when people would say, I don't believe in organized religion. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, I used to look down at people like that. Like, what well, do you we think it was sad. You know, that's so sad. It's so, and it's so selfish. I think those people are going to hell if they don't believe in organized religion. Oh, we're not organized religion. We're spiritually based. That's what we were we trained. We used to then. say we're spiritually, spiritually based, based. And we were the worst organized I know. religion. I know. We're the cool ones. Yeah, we were the cool, sharp, organized right. religion. <laughs> we think outside of the box. Yeah. No, we had God shoved in a teeny tiny little box. Right. Here's our box. Yeah. If you don't agree you don't with this. In there, you don't fit in there. You don't fit box. in the box. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to hell. Okay. So recapping, we talked about the leadership stru- structure and the machine that it was and kind of some of the ins and outs of their um, stat sheets, data collecting, micromanaging, rating, charting, everything. Nixie shared about e- even our sex lives were charted and yeah. rated and we were written prescriptions. Yeah. I had to call in to say if I was having orgasms or not, or I was <laughs> going to get fired from the marriage ministry. Oh, man. I mean, just, I've talked about that before, but that's an example. Everything was charted. Everything was controlled. Right. And now, and now what's happening, and this is a good segue into what we're going to talk about as enough survivors the 1.2 million people at least that have left this cult are raising their hands going, hold on. I think I'm ready to finally talk about this. Right. We're all sharing stories. The people that are still in this cult are dismissing us and saying, well, that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Or are you not remembering that correctly? Oh, we're not like that anymore. Or why do you keep bringing this up? Mm-hmm. Or why do you feel the need to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Or I feel like you're just really unforgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just bitter. All these things, instead of saying, oh, my God, it was hideous what we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did do that. Because, quite frankly, we, we've got enough proof. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? To show that, enough witnesses. Right? To, to show that you did it. But they won't even give us that. Right. They won't even throw us that bone of, wow, that was really bad. And for me, what happened was I started to discount what I went through. Mm-hmm. Like, am I not remembering this properly? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just so traumatized that I'm not remembering. But now as these platforms are coming up and we're all talking about, hey, remember this? Remember that? And people are reminding things, events that I was at that I don't remember, which is a whole other therapy session that my therapist is helping me with mm-hmm. because I've disassociated and I've... I've literally blocked out memories mm-hmm. where I don't remember that happening because it's been a defense mechanism for me. Well, you used to say things and I'm like, really? I don't remember that. And right. kind of like. But both ways. You'd right. say, Shell, remember this time you did this? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. It's- because we've blocked it out. Right. So now all these people are raising their hand and saying, wow, this happened. I have not only been re-reminded of things, but I have been. Shocked in ways that I didn't think I could be shocked anymore. Really? Because things that I didn't know that uh-huh. I thought, well, at least our group didn't do this. Come to find out we were doing that. Right. I say we collectively because yeah. I wasn't, but the group was. For example, and I feel like I have to sneeze. So I might violently sneeze in a <laughs> second. Exactly. I keep, I know I keep <laughs> trying to like shove it down. Okay. So, um, What's happening is people that are reaching out to me from the podcast or from hearing the podcast that are reaching out to me, 
I didn't realize how much sexual abuse was going on in the ICOC because I personally didn't experience that, Mm -hmm. albeit I had very inappropriate questions asked of me by elders, the elder of Orange County, by certain people Mm -hmm. that wanted intimate details about my sex life, which they had no business asking me, but I wasn't personally sexually abused. So I kind of just, because I saw so much in the group, I just kind of assumed that wasn't happening, Hmm. but I had no evidence it wasn't happening. So now to have people contact me with these stories that they can validate and that they don't want to talk about, Mm-hmm. It's not like they're trying to like, oh, look what happened to me. They haven't wanted to talk about it for 10, 20 years, but they're feeling like in order for them to move on, they have to say something, right? Because like you, they've kind of shoved it under the rug. Well, that's a layer of abuse. Make because, sure you're talking into the mic. You know, there there's a layer of abuse there. I mean, because not only are you mentally and spiritually like questioning your life and always being questioned, but then that whole other top layer of sexual abuse is a whole other thing that you have to recover from. Right. You know, and that, that hurts my heart to know. And and I I do know situations that have happened, you know, and it's because you are immediately, as soon as somebody's part of the cult, you're supposed to trust them even without knowing them. And so I know blindly, 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 blindly. They're a disciple of Christ. That's your brother. That's your brother. You need to trust them. Like we were forced to go on dates with gross people that we didn't want to go on dates with. That is your brother in Christ, sister. You are so selfish. You need to encourage them. Otherwise, they're going to go out and sin, date women in the world, and they're going to sin. It's going to be your fault because you wouldn't go on a date with them. I was going out on dates with weirdos on double dates, you know, and I was just like, uh, oh, guys that had no cars. No, no, like you had to pick them up yourself. Like and creepy, some creepy, of them are, some of them are creepy. They're so creepy. I think that's kind of a form of sexual abuse, you know, because it's definitely because you're being put in a situation where you're feeling guilty, and you're supposed to be meeting the needs of someone else to to keep them from, you know, maybe doing something sexual with someone else in right. the world. I felt very used. I'm like, I would not normally normally go out with this guy because he doesn't give me like good vibes, but Mm -hmm. I need to go out with him so that he won't go out and do something terrible in the world. You know, to me, I think is abusive. You know, it's another example of somehow in this group, everything was your fault. Mm. Everything guilt. Guilt. Well, everything, everyone's blood was on your hands. Mm. Like everywhere you turned, you're like, wait, so if I don't date that guy and he falls away, that's my fault. Mm -hmm. Everything was your fault. Right. Hideous. Criminal. It's very oppressive. And I think, you know, for um, a woman who has had a past of abuse, I think that it just really put me in a situation where mentally it really hurt me, you know, to to be able to be to go on a date with someone where I'm like always trying to be safe. You know, yeah, I'm always trying to be safe, but then you're being guilted into going out with someone that you don't necessarily know and feel safe with. But I felt the obligation to encourage you know, to them. Encourage, and, and, and the dates were like, you know, you go group golf, dates. They're group dates. You can't go by yourself. Yeah, you can't go by yourself. But still, it's like you're being put in that situation where you're hanging out with someone that you don't really know. You have your own past. Maybe right, that, right. That, you know, you, you, you've kind of trained yourself not to trust people. And it just it felt so uncomfortable. 
you know, yeah. but the, it's kind of like you're put into an umbrella. We all do this. Right. If you're single, you should be going on dates with your brothers, you know. Well, and you know what that was? It was a way to retain people. Oh, yeah. It was all retention. It, it was all yeah. retention because then these single guys, and I don't I don't mean to say this in a snarky, offensive way. Mm-hmm. but And women. And women. It goes both ways. Right. You, they are, you're always dating up or dating down. So one of the people... In the in on the date, we're real happy. Yeah. So I was like, I never get this guy in the real world. Yeah, oh, this sister would well, never this date hot me. Guy asked me, "This is the best church ever, right?" <laughs> like, look, I never get this chick, right? And meanwhile, like, I'm I'm getting in trouble all the time because yeah. I'm refusing, right? Yeah. And making comments like, well, that guy smells like mothballs. I'm not going out with him. And they're like, what do you mean mothballs? I'm like, have you smelled them? Smells like mothballs. Like, I always had a reason. Sister, you're in sin. Right. Oh, my God. I got so in trouble for that. I'm like, I ain't going out with mothball guy. You know? know. It was very, very, I mean, if you're in a situation where everything is being micromanaged and you are not giving, it's like you're not being given the freedom to be self-expressed, to make your own decisions, then you need to question, am I in a cult? Yeah. (laughs) You know, because I just thought I was doing good for for God. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. You know, I just wanted to answer the questions of, of life and, and I wanted to serve my purpose in this world. And, and, and as soon as I had that mentality, some, or anybody has a mentality. Yeah. Somebody else that sees it, you're making yourself so vulnerable and, and you're giving away your power. I felt like I gave away my power. I didn't get to be who I was. You know, I had serious social anxiety and I was going out with, I was hugging. I didn't like touching people before I was part of the cult and people were hugging me. And I'm like, oh God, you know, like, yeah. because I, I was a victim of abuse before, Sure, you know, so I'm being forced to hug strangers. And if you don't, you're unloving, you don't get, you all have to be the same way. The way right. people perceive Jesus, Jesus would have hugged, hugged that person or Jesus would have talked to that person. You, you don't get to be who. Well, you, everything, you again, are. everything relate, relates back to a sin. Uh-huh. They could find some scripture. And this was all backed up with scriptures, Nixie. So everything found us, found its way back to a scripture. So you're like, oh, oh damn. I can't, how do you fight that? Yeah. If you believe that the Bible is a living word of God, uh-huh. how do you fight it? Because then that also fits into their narrative. Well, uh-huh. you're just independent. You're just selfish. Uh-huh. You just don't want to follow the word. You uh-huh. just this. You just that. So no matter what happened, you were wrong. You don't get to be yourself. You, you don't, don't get to be yeah. yourself. You don't get to be exactly. That. You know, we're exactly. all kind of like you're kind of like programmed into being like you're like a little robot. You have right. To be. And here's what really is coming to light, and what really upsets me about all of that. So all these leaders that are shoving scriptures down our throat. What's coming out is so many of these leaders in the ICOC, and I believe now in the ICC, which I'll get to in a second. They are getting away with criminal things while they are discipling us on how to live, hmm. right? Just Which is pretty common in any religion, uh-huh. right? You find out so-and-so was really a homosexual, but uh-huh. he was preaching against homosexuality. You see that right. all over the news, right? Uh-huh. So that, that's, again, there's nothing new under the sun. Surprise, right. surprise. But to, to claim, again, to be God's only church on the planet, Uh right? And to be doing these things, but then behind the scenes, covering up sexual abuses that are happening in kids' kingdom Uh and moving people around and not owning it while 
telling us that we're going to sin or mm-hmm. going to hell because of all the sin, mm-hmm. that's what really recently has really surfaced in me. Like that really bothers me, right? And maybe you should tell people what Kids Kingdom, because it's not it, just childcare. Oh it's no, like it's the beginning of programming. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's the beginning of the indoctrinational process. Yes, yes. So the other thing that's really what's so great about these these platforms and survivor pages and all these different um, discussions, you know, that mm-hmm. we're having and all these different kind of places where we're meeting up with other survivors mm-hmm. is a lot of them were kingdom kids. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about what they went through, right? Mm-hmm. And things that happened to them. And that's where I'm learning about a lot of this abuse that was completely shoved under the rug or the leader was moved. But we never heard about that stuff. And we should have. And you know why? To protect the children, Mm-hmm. So you move that asshole to another group when you know he molested a child simply because he's the son or the daughter of one of the main leaders and mm-hmm. no one can know. And just so you guys know the setup of Kids Kingdom, it, we call it the kingdom. Like we're the kingdom of God. So they're called Kids We're the kingdom. kingdom. We're God's kingdom on earth yeah, is what the yes. ICOC and so teaches. so we call our child care and uh, well, it's really Sunday school. It's Sunday school, but so, on steroids. It is on steroids because it has its own curriculum. Yeah. The members are the teachers. <clears throat> and I mean, I even got like a plaque or whatever, you know, right. for being a Kids Kingdom teacher. Teacher, Teacher. it's like a big deal because you're up service. You get there early. You're with the kids. Um, Parents are, people aren't like screened or anything, you know. So, so people are are chosen and then you, you go in and you have to be there for, I don't know how long. Right. Six months or something or a year. And, uh, and then you teach these little lessons. But as parents, we need it. We just trust. It's like blind trust. Drop your kids off. You Good just luck. Drop your kids off. You know, and you know God will take care of them. Right. You know, and trust. I, yeah. You know, and that and, and and parents. We as parents, we. You, I didn't leave the church. I stayed in the church for a whole year because I was so afraid that my kid was going to go to hell because I. You mean left. after you wanted to leave? After I wanted to leave, you I, stayed I, for I, an I additional stayed, year. I stayed for additional year. I would sit and you know sit and through the services, and I was just not all there. But I was programmed to think, oh, I'm going to, you know, all the teachings my daughter is is learning, and I'm like, now I'm going to be you know be sending her to hell. It, it is such. A manipulation, and on top of that, God forbid that you you question one of the teachers in oh, in Kids Kingdom. Heck no, yeah. So it's it's a very scary place because this is children, right? Children. So I, I well, mean, it's this, it's your most prized possession. Well, yeah, that you're handing over to these people. We have a right to know if yeah. someone struggles with. You know, child pornography or has molested a child before. They don't because you're you're new in Christ. Yes. Nixie. Yes. You have repented when you get baptized. So they're clear. So therefore we can't go into that. Yeah. We'll clear you. Even though you've done that before. Right. Right. Well, and recently one of the one of the women, and it's not my story to tell, so I'm not gonna share her name, but someone I've just really fallen in love with that I was connected with on again one of these platforms. She was sharing with me that um, she was a part of kind of the original Seattle mission team, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I was in Seattle, but way many years after she was. Mm-hmm. 
And um, she went up there with the man that started Seattle. I won't give his whole name, but his initials are J.G. (laughs) J.G. And there's a reason I'm sharing his initials. But so she went up there with him and was actually engaged to his son Mm. at the time. Mm -hmm. And she always had really weird vibes about J.G. Like she was smart enough to know even as a 17-year-old, something's Mm -hmm. not right here. Mm -hmm. And she would observe him and watch him. Something's not right, her instinct. So she didn't want to be alone with him. She She saw he was married, but they fought all the time. She saw how he interacted with other women, that he was always taking women into a room by himself. Mm. Right. And then he was just slimy. Mm-hmm. Right. Schmoozy, slimy. But, you know, a saved disciple of Jesus leading the mission team. Mm-hmm. And um, so at one point he brings her into the room and starts asking her these really inappropriate sexual questions. Meanwhile, she's engaged to his son. Oh, my goodness. So fast forward many years later, it all comes out. Of course, he's been doing this as all these other women had been having an affair the whole nine yards. And recently I see him on a video in an airport is now a part of Kip's group, the ICC. And they're all welcoming, welcoming him at an airport singing one of the kingdom songs about Jesus. I can't remember which song because it made my stomach turn. And they have signs and they're like, oh, God has blessed us with your presence. And he's, like, being welcomed at this airport at whatever group he's leading now. Uh And I'm thinking, the guy's like, hello. I mean, he's never apologized to my friend. It's never been dealt with. Uh It was all shoved under the rug. No one ever apologized to her or dealt with it. Right. But all of a sudden, he's, like, back in the fold. Oh, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I didn't realize. And this was the guy leading the church there. Uh So if that is allowed and made excuses for and, you know, move them to another church. How much has that been happening? Well, that happened, that happened in our um, church where there was a single guy. And it's weird because I feel like I'm an empath. And so when he started come visiting and stuff, because you're called a visitor, when I that guy passed me, I was like, ooh, like I got this weird vibe from him. So I kind of always avoided him. And then he got baptized because that's the only way you'd be part of the church. Right. You know, the ICOC. The ICOC. And um, later on, uh, he he was single and he was part of our singles ministry. He took one of our single women <clears throat> to a job interview. She was a single mom with two girls. And, you know, he was seen as like this big old saint that he took her to an interview. He was in the car with both of them. He was in the car with both of the little girls while the mom went into an interview and he and he did stuff to the little girls while they were in the car. And then later on, like two, like, I don't know how long later he was transferred to the church, like in San Diego. Oh, of course he was. And I was so upset, oh my you gosh. know, and then and then no, no, to add, you know, salt in the wound, <sighs> to add salt in the wound. She, the mom, you know, found out and she was considered weak because, you know, of course, like her daughters told her these things. This, yeah. is a, this is a mom who's been struggling to survive with her two kids, her two little girls. And she she's a is a single mom. Yeah, she's a single parent. Yes. She's yeah. A single mom with these two girls trying to find a job, trusting this guy that has been vetted. 
you know, Ugh. and and he, in God's he, only church on the planet. Yeah. So go, don't, don't don't question, question don't question that. Yeah. And and he did some bad stuff to her little girls, and and of course the mom found out, and she was just a mess, and she was considered a weak disciple. Right. I mean, probably because she spoke up. Because she spoke up, and. And it, it was it was sad. It was so sad. I remember thinking about it. I'm like, I never got a good vibe from this guy. Like wow. immediately, you know, just because they're in the church or they're in the organization. Again, it's all in. about retention. It is. It's all about it retention. Well, and, and money and money. She oh, didn't, she didn't well, that's part much. of their she retention. She much because, you know, she didn't have, a, you know, she was trying to get a job, but she didn't have a job. Sure. He had a job. So this woman had no value. No value. To the ICOC. Right. She was a problem because something happened with right. her kids. She was a burden. She was a burden. She was considered a burden. Right. She, exactly. All she did was bring problems. Right. So therefore, she's not going to be honored and protected. Right. And that's exactly. just so but that was rampant and wrong. That was rampant. Right. The sharp, beautiful people were protected, honored, mm-hmm. glorified mm-hmm. from the pulpit. The people that were weaker mm-hmm. or had had real needs and really needed help, they were more of a liability. Right. So it was an asset, liability. Right. And those are the, the assets are the ones that got all the glory and all the attention. Right. The minute you became a liability or a pain in the ass, yeah. you were a problem. Yeah, you were a number that could be disposed Correct. of to be replaced. Right, and all with the, you know, the greater good. Right. Like, you know, we're God's movement. We really need to protect the greater good. And this is not that different from other cults that I that I, I learn about. Or religions, it, it, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah, religions. In general. Yeah, in, in general. In general, yeah. But, you know, obviously there's cults <clears throat> that come out, like, in, in you know, in the news and stuff. But this is happening everywhere that we need to be aware we need to help people understand that this is not healthy you yeah know? this is not good for your your mental health at all because you don't get to be who you really are you don't get to be your authentic self because you're being told who you should be that you're not good enough that you're that the way you're living is wrong and then you're, you're if it just depends it depends on your personality or your you know yeah you, you know the things that you've been through sure and it's 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 sad you yeah know? and that's why i was willing to you know to come on i was just like this is just not okay people need to understand that you have the right to be who you are and be self-expressed yeah, right. you 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 really do. Of course, you it's know, actually your God given right. It is your God given right. Your God given right, and, and, and you know they these, try to take that away. They do, right? It's, and it's well, scary. because they become God in your life, right? So they take God's place and start to tell you their rules, right? Which have nothing to do with God, right? Right, or freedom, right? That freedom, you know, there's a scripture that says there's freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, they took that freedom. I didn't feel that at all. Yeah, they owned it. I'm like, what kind of freedom? Right? I'm still waiting for it. I'm like a slave. <laughs> a slave to this group. I know. Right? I don't think I've ever had to, like, I mean, I felt, I mean, I saw you because because you work for the church. So you were expected to be 24-7. I was 24-7. You were 24-7. Yeah. You were always tired. And if anything, you were struggling to keep your authentic self because you you weren't a tyrant like yeah. most of the you were a leader, but you weren't. And I think that's how we got close because right. I felt I felt like the struggle with you. You know, you're trying to do what's right. You're trying to have a purposeful life and help people, but I feel like you, in a sense, had this like that's not right, or I'm not going to do that. I had an yeah. inner battle. You did. All the I time. can always feel that. Yeah. And, and you know. 
and being around other other leaders that were just like they just bought into it. They were in. They were in. There was no inner battle. They said that that is the word of the Lord, you know, and and it and it it was very, very (laughs) frustrating. It was very, very frustrating because it's a hierarchy. If you're up here. Right. You know, the people down here. And I feel like I was about here with my church husband because they were trying to get us to be in in, um, to work for the church. Right. Can I interject with Mm -hmm. a funny story? You can. Because here's a funny story Uh about my inner battle or my attempt to find humor or to find some things to laugh about. Oh, God. Or to feel happy about in leadership. (laughs) Okay. Right? Because there's a lot. There's there's a lot. lot. There's a lot of times when you laugh. Right. But in part one, we talked about leadership and the leaders' meetings. So in one of the leaders' meetings, and this was a regional Leaders meeting. In okay, the, tell everybody what the leaders meeting is about. Like, I don't think people understand. Yeah. Like, a leaders meeting was a big deal. A leaders meeting was when you went over your stat sheets mm-hmm. on how many visitors you brought to church, the rating you got, bad, good, great, or awesome. So how many visitors, how many baptisms you had, and did you collect all your tithe money? How many Bible talk visitors did you have? How many people did you share your faith with? It was just a stat sheet, like a... This church was run like a corporation. Exactly. And a hardcore corporation. Then you right? have your leaders, and then you have the workers underneath Yes, the so you have the, leaders above me. Huge, huge people, meetings. Huge meetings. Huge meetings, right? And so it was all of the main leaders from the east region of the Los Angeles International so church, church of Christ. Christ yeah. Right? So it's the LA Church of Christ. But this was a group called the East Region because we divided everything up by region, as oh. we explained before, in our Corporation of Christ. <laughs> right? Christ's Corporation. Christ's Christ Corporation. The CC. Christ. They should need it the CC. It was the Inc. Christ Inc. Right? Mind you, were they not paying taxes because they have IRS exempt status right. in this pyramid scheme where we're giving 20% of our income. Okay. So we had a meeting that was in the back house of one of the region leaders home. So we were in like a, like a garage or like a side apartment that was kind of built out. Right. And it was a, it was a last minute, which was very common emergency meeting because Uh we didn't hit our baptism goal. So we didn't hit our our sales goals. Yeah. Mind you, this is a a church. So it's a late night, last meeting, minute meeting. We're going to get in trouble you know, at the the regional meeting. So everybody meet at so-and-so's house at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it's a Sunday. So it doesn't already, matter if you're working. Oh, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, these were all the paid staff, though. Oh, okay. So this was paid staff. I say paid lightly because we did not make enough to live on. <laughs> no, you didn't. We had to have roommates to live on as married couples. Okay, so we, were, we have to go to their house, and everyone's already exhausted and tired because it's a Sunday. And I'm, like, in tears on the way over because I'm so tired, and I feel like I can't even drive. And my church husband's like, I'm going to need you to drive because I'm going to have to go over these stats. So I have to drive. He's got his feet up on the dash. Oh, my God. Which is nasty, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, I hate my life. How did this happen? Had to call a last-minute babysitter. So it's just like we're trying to get to this meeting on time. We get over there, and we're going over how to reorganize our region because it's not working, and we're not baptizing enough people, mm-hmm. right? So our system's not working. There's a breakdown. So there must be sin in the group for sure. So we were going through this extensive meeting, and now it's probably 10.30 p.m. I don't Mm -hmm. know. So we're trying to decide how to re- 
divide up the region into groups. Mm-hmm. We've already got like teen groups, teen ministry, singles, campus, campus and marrieds. So we're like, what other groups are there? <laughs> right? So back up during the service that day, when they had passed the plate to collect money from mm-hmm. the visitors, because we give at our oh my wing. God, I think I know what you're right? saying. So, so we give, <laughs> the members give during the week at the Wednesday service. And mm-hmm. you know why they did that? So that our visitors couldn't see how much we were giving. Yeah, because they, they were not going to be down. Yeah. So the Wednesday <laughs> is when you give your money, right? And then on Sunday, it's for the visitors. So we pass a plate like normal churches do. And we called it Hope Worldwide Collection for the, you know, the people that are needy around the world. That money never went around the world, bitches. (laughs) Come on. So they'd collect more money from visitors. And we also had to put in more money to Uh go towards hope. Uh Right. Hope stood for helping other people everywhere. Everywhere. So they're like, we need help right now. So, right, we'll so they passed the plate. But there was always a hope presenter that would get up during that part of the service and they'd stand up there and talk about what hope was, you know, what hope goes to and where the money would go. <laughs> and you pass the plate, right? Like a normal church. And you, you collect money and people put in five bucks, whatever. And we'd always have to have cash on hand to make us look generous right. as leaders to put money in. So we'd put in a 20 or whatever, right? Mind you, we were giving how many thousands a week on Wednesday? Already. Already. So the guy gets up to do the whole presentation. Very and he was of Latin origin. Yes. So he had a little bit of an accent, but, you know, a good looking single guy. Yes, you know where I'm going. Very, yes, I do. But so he like led the singles ministry. He is a nice guy too. He was super nice, actually. Uh-huh. Poor guy. So he gets up there. And he's trying to, like, move people to give to the hope giving, right? right? Hope worldwide. And he goes, so he's listing off things that it goes to, like, immunizations for the inner city kids, all these things that he's given. And he goes, we, wait, you know where I'm going. I know where you're going. He goes, he goes, we even have a leprechaun community in India. I am in the front row dying i start <laughs> busting up laughing and i'm like was he trying to say leper community because we do are we supposedly did we because we had that leper community that we sponsored yeah he goes but we have a leprechaun community and the whole place is like what wow. is happening right now this church god's church even has leprechauns. Oh my God, they are so spiritual. They're so going to heaven. They are even saving the leprechauns. Oh my God, this is amazing, right? I'm in the front row dying. So I start, I lean over to another staff member. During the meeting. During the, no, this is in the front row still. I lean over to a staff member and go, where's me lucky charms? <laughs> so I get in massive trouble for this because I said uh-huh. it too loud. But I'm just trying to, like, find a laugh somewhere, goddammit. I'm like, he's up there. I'm so tired. I haven't the slept. The guy, though, he was kind of thrown up there like, oh, you're a good-looking institution. You're so good-looking Go guy. up there and talk yeah, about how. He's like, okay, okay, can I talk about the leprechauns? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so fast forward that night to the meeting. We are trying to divide up the group into new 
I guess, ways where we could micromanage people even more. Mm-hmm. So people are throwing ideas out. Let's do not just a singles ministry. Let's do single moms. Let's do this. Let's do preteens. Let's do teens. Let's do, let's redivide. So I pass a note to oh, the woman wow. that I was laughing with in the service from earlier that day. I pass a note that says, I feel like we are discriminating against the leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> what about the leprechaun group? God damn it. Yeah. They, need a, they need a group too, <laughs> right? They have souls. They are small and green, but they have souls. So she starts busting up oh, uncontrollably to we just don't even care anymore. I'm like, fire me. Send me to hell in a handbasket. I don't care, but these leprechauns are being very underserved. <laughs> and so she busts up. So the leader comes over, grabs the note. Oh, man. He's like, this what's like happening? School. It's like school. The principal has come <laughs> in and he reads the note. We get rebuked so hardcore. We're basically told that we're betraying Jesus with our attitudes. I don't know You're what happened. Sleep and wake up. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember what was said, but all I know is that I was slap silly tired. Mm-hmm. So no matter what he said to me, I'm like this. <laughs> like, I can't, I'm sorry, fire me. I can't, I didn't even care anymore. Yeah. You know, and then at the very end, I'm like, I still think we're not serving the leprechauns. You know, like <laughs> I was ready to, I was ready to resign and quit at that point anyways. You, I mean, it was like you, I don't think what people understand is like you wake up, on Sunday, and you, you go. better not make any plans with your family. Oh, it's go time. It's yeah. like you go to church. You wouldn't even two. think of making plans. No. It's not even the an option. The whole Sunday is, and I know there's other organizations, let's say organizations, that are like this. The whole Sunday is for this purpose. You know, you go to church for two hours. You, you have to go to lunch with your people. Of course. And then you maybe have maybe one hour with your family. Then you, if you're a leader, you you need to go to your leadership meeting. So you know you make make sure that you're there for hours. Yeah, on end. and then you go to you know work the next morning, early in the morning. Yeah, you know it, it's it's crazy. But for me, it makes you crazy. That was every day. Yeah, it for was you it was Sunday. Right. For me, it was literally every single day. Right. That's what was happening. And I could see that because I mean Shelly and I were very close because I could I think feel like like our husbands were wearing us thin. You know, we were, we could well, relate yeah. to each other. Yeah. And, and I could see it, how you guys were underpaid, overworked, and, um, and then never affirmed. Like you were a workhorse, constantly oh, working. nonstop. Nonstop. I mean, just Anxiety frenetic. Yes. I mean, I did not sleep for 17 years. And still would get in trouble. Still would get in trouble. Yeah. And it, so you get to that point where all like, you care about is the leprechauns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's I why you care for leprechauns. That's why I love it. the leprechauns. I, I, to this day, cannot hear the word leprechaun without busting out laughing. I'm sure that guy was We even way. have a village for the leprechauns. I think he cringes every time I'm saying Patrick's Day. I like, know, oh. right? I don't even think he's part of the No, anymore. he's not. He's not. He's okay, not. so how are we doing on time? We're doing about... About like five or six minutes. Five or six minutes. Uh-huh. Okay. So I want to quickly hit on two things. I'm going to give homework <laughs> to people who are listening. Oh, man. Well, there's a great podcast out. And this I saw it actually on Super Soul Sunday, right, with Oprah. The woman's name of the podcast is Dr. Edith Eva, or Eva probably, Edith Eva Egger. 
and it's called The Choice. Mm, I haven't seen that one. Okay, this woman, this woman is like 90-something years old. She wrote her first book at 91. Wow. I think she's 96. Sharp as a tack. That's Uh why Oprah had her on. So her podcast is called The Choice. She wrote a book called The Choice. She was in the concentration camp Auschwitz, or Auschwitz, however Uh you pronounce that. She has the most amazing story and attitude about what she went through. And this is what I want Mm -hmm. to share with people to think about as we get ready to close out here, because it really moved me and Mm -hmm. it really made me think about what she said. She can talk about and get her mind around the fact of of the things that she was grateful for Mm -hmm. or appreciative of from the concentration camp. And the thing that she, because she doesn't, toot her own horn, like, this was hard. It was horrible. It wasn't possible. She said, the thing that I hang hung on to and the thing that she shares with people with her title, The Choice, is that she knew who her enemy was. Hmm. She goes, the best thing about a concentration camp is you know who your enemy is. Mm-hmm. So you're not fighting yourself. You see them. You know who it is. Mm-hmm. The worst part about a religious or cultic experience or relationship is you get confused on who the enemy is. That's so true. You become your own enemy. Right. And you abuse yourself. Well, because you, you're, 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 they make you feel like you're the enemy. You're the enemy. It's your right. fault. Right. It's your problem. It's your sin. Mm-hmm. You are the one with the issue. Mm-hmm. And it's confusing. So fast forward to all these years out when we're out, Uh right? And the confusion still exists, at least in my life. Uh Actually, it's not confusion with their attempted confusion. I'm Uh very clear on what I know Uh and what I believe. But for them to discount us Uh or say it wasn't that bad or you're Uh being dramatic or that didn't happen. They refuse to put themselves in that place of, wow, I was part of the abuse, well, I think that people that are still in it can never admit that. Oh, they because can't. Because I think that when you get so deep into something, there's it's so it's not like there's no turning back. But the deeper you're into something, the harder it is. It's well, like a drug. It's no, like you, you can't you can't go back. You can't because they have to believe you it. You have Nixie. to because it's otherwise your their life doesn't make sense. Right, your life doesn't make sense. And everything they've done is not true. Right, or authentic. That's very painful. So you have to hang on to it. Right, and and I and I would say to those people is that it's not too late to to figure it out. It's never too it's late. It's never too late. You know, and I, I still feel a lot of compassion because I know what it feels like to <clears throat> leave and, and and it's scary. And not everybody, I mean, we were in the situation. I mean, I, at least I was in a situation where my, my whole my whole world was falling apart. It was a perfect time for me to leave. Yeah. You know, because the church was falling apart. My marriage was falling apart. So it's just like, you know, you might as well leave. You know, it was a logical move for it you. It was a at logical. That point. It was a logical move for me. But for anybody else, it's like all you ever knew. Right. You cannot say that all you ever knew and you live for is is wrong. And right. And there is life after that because you. I would. I want to die knowing that I was my authentic self. Right. And of course. And I don't think that a lot of people can do that. You know, in this situation. Right. Because you were programmed. Right. Well, it's the main, main reason that I have gratitude t- 
towards my fake marriage Mm -hmm. because it is the very thing that woke me up. Mm. It was so, yeah, it was so bad that it ended up saving me because Mm -hmm. it helped me to wake up and go, this isn't God, Mm -hmm. you know, like God would never ask me to go through this. And this person doesn't treat me in a godly way. Therefore, there's a disconnect here. Mm -hmm. So it helped me make that leap. But also I didn't want my children to be raised in it and right. to think that that was normal behavior. And, and that's why I feel like you and I are very, yeah. we have that in common. Right. We had marriages that were not functioning, functioning in the system. Right. And more, more truth was coming out. Right. Seeping out through, through that. Right. Um, but not everybody has that. And I, and I, and people are afraid to say, you know what? I know deep inside some people are like, you know, this is, this doesn't feel right, but I've been part of this for so long. That's all I know. I That's all I know. All I'm going to lose this friend. I'm going to lose. Th- this is my, this is my community. Yeah. And, but there are brave people that can leave that. And right. understand there's communities everywhere. that are a lot healthier, healthier Ooh. for your, your mental health. Yeah. I have to jump in here before we, before uh-huh. we end up. It, it reminded me of, there's certain people that won't say they're a part of the ICOC or mm-hmm. aren't obvious or open with it, mm-hmm. but they are. Mm-hmm. But they have like an online presence. Mm-hmm. Is that our... That's our timer. That's our timer. So let me finish out with this. There's people that have an online presence and they are hedging their bets. People that are still a part of the ICOC, but they're claiming to be like trauma therapists mm. and they have YouTube channels. It's It's disturbing. Wow. Because it's confusing people mm-hmm. and they're bringing on other like legitimate trauma therapists mm-hmm. to be on like their YouTube channel. Uh-huh. I find that incredibly murky, confusing and disturbing. Wow. Because like one of them was asked point blank, are you a part of the ICOC? And mm-hmm. his answer was yes and no. Really? Well, I went to own th- it. I went to therapy with my ex, you know, yeah. husband, and it, it two different therapists that were that were part of the cult because right. they were recommended to. But me. were they announcing that they were part of the ICOC or no, not? They, you know, it was like lots of people from the ICOC were going to them to kind of keep it in the family. Oh, sure, I did. I went you to know, someone who was and, a PhD. And I feel like they were definitely conflicted, also. Right. I, I, I mean, I would be surprised if they're still part of this ICOC. Right. Well, this particular person, his name is Kyle. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to any of his stuff. Oh, actually, I listened to maybe one minute and it felt so bad in my soul that he didn't feel authentic mm. that I shut it off. Mm. I'm like, this is not good. Something's yeah, wrong I, here. Yeah. And then he was interviewing another current member named Darren, who's from Seattle, who has so many accusations against him. But mm. they moved him to another church. And I'm mm. like, well, how ironic that these two found each other mm-hmm. and he's on his program. Mm. Right? Like, what a coincidence. Mm. But it, it's that behavior of not owning what you believe mm-hmm. and what you're a part of. Mm-hmm. And then sucking people into your version of trauma recovery simply to have an audience. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And to kind of, again, kind of hedge your bets. Mm-hmm. Like, not say what you believe and what you're a part of, it's its incredibly damaging to people. Yeah, and, then and when, manipulative. And manipulative, and it's right in par. Mm-hmm. I guess that's right in, you know, manipulative makes sense, mm-hmm. right? That's what they're used to. But some of the ICOC ex-members 
have made comments on this particular person's YouTube channel Mm -hmm. and he deletes them. So again, it's shady, it's murky, it's cloudy, Mm -hmm. like have the integrity, have the spiritual integrity. Mm -hmm. If you are a part of the ICOC, Mm -hmm. own it. Right. You can't hide from it. You don't, again, you don't get to have your cake and eat it Mm -hmm. too. Right. Right. Because again, if you are on one side or the other, it's a side. You don't get Uh to be in the middle. The neutrality is damaging to people. It is Uh confusing. And what it does is it it steals the ability for people to recover. You know what I mean? Like own what you did. Apologize. Great. We all make mistakes. Let's move on. Uh But to be in that middle murky gray area, Uh you know, and not really claim it and not really apologize. You Uh are, you're dismissing what everyone has been through. Right. Right. You're discounting it. Yeah. That's the problem I have with that. Yeah. So I'm just loud and proud about what I believe. Right. Take me or leave me. But I'm not going to hedge my bets and play both sides of the fence. Right. Not going to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I believe that. Yeah. So on that note, since our timer went off, I swear to you, I could talk to you for hours and oh, we, we could can. we could go for so many hours. And, people, and we have. <laughs> we, we have. I know. So I need to shut up and and read the uh, the quote of the day to close out. I love this one. Yeah. You're not a victim for sharing your story. You are a survivor setting the world on fire with your truth. And you never know who needs your light, your warmth and raging courage. And that's by Alex L. So, Nixie, thank you for your raging courage to be on with us. Isn't that great? Thank you for having me. Yes. Of course. Of course. And I love that. You never know who needs your light. You never know. You never know. And I'm hoping that even with us, you know, sharing about our experiences that somebody would be able to to muster up some courage to be able to, to know that they can be their authentic self. They don't have to be what other people tell them they have to be to. Right. To be saved, to be whole. Right. You know? So, I mean, that's why we do this, yeah. right? Yeah. Perfect way to end. And I'm looking at your hat. Okay, uh-huh. look at the camera. There we go. See our hats? Love it. What the Flock, Cult Survival Stories hats. And we're going to have these on the website if you guys want Get one. your merch. They will be there soon. <laughs> All right, Nixie. So, All right. thank you so much. You know, I love you. I love you, too. So much. Okay, tune in next time. For another episode of What the Flock. Bye. Bye.